0: judge
1: Renew, restore, revive your church and make us
0: whole. Ignite, transform, take us to a place we've never seen before. You've done the impossible,
1: we've seen our mountains move before. Your word
0: is unstoppable. With expectations, we declare. Though mountains stand before us, though weapons form against us, we're standing on Your promise. We believe in You, Lord, for greater things. We know that You are willing. We've seen that You are able. Oh, God, release Your favor. We believe in You, Lord. For things. No mountains stand before us. No weapons form against us. We're standing on your promise. We believe in you, Lord, for greater things. We know that you are willing
1: and we see that you are able.
0: Oh, God, release your
1: favor. We believe in you, Lord, for tonight, would you just worship him? Yes, Lord, have your way. We give you glory, Lord. Hallelujah. Foundations are shaking and every curse is breaking. Strongholds are falling and greater things are coming. Foundations Are shaking and every curse is breaking.
0: Strongholds are falling and greater things are coming. Foundations are shaking and every curse is breaking. Strongholds are falling and greater things are coming. Foundations are shaking. Strongholds are falling, and greater things are coming. If you believe that
1: tonight, why don't you just sing with us, say, the mountains. The mountains stand before us,
0: no weapons form against us. We're standing on your promise. We believe in you, Lord, for greater things. We know that you are willing We see that you are able. Oh, God, release your
1: favor. We believe in you, Lord, for greater things.
2: Praise the Lord. Well, we we'll are trusting the Lord for greater things for sure. Amen. How many is glad to be in the house of the Lord on a Saturday night? Hallelujah. Come on, somebody lift up your voice to Jesus right now. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for opportunity. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, think, just think back just a year ago. God, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. God, we're together. We're here in your name, Jesus. Praise your holy name. Praise your holy name. Amen, amen. How many believe in greater things? Amen, greater things. I don't think we can think too big sometimes, amen, because we serve a God that's big. We're going to go before the Lord in prayer tonight, and I know that there's uh, probably still a few that's going to drift in on us here tonight. So let's pray for those that are traveling. How many have a request on your heart tonight? How many have something, amen, laid on your heart? God, put somebody on your heart tonight. Amen. Remember Brother Denny's dad, amen, Denny Sr., he was at the hospital. They thought he may have had a stroke, but remember remember them in your prayers as well tonight. Let's pray. Jesus, we're so thankful for this opportunity. Thank you, Lord God, that we can assemble, Lord, we can come together, Lord, on a Saturday night, God. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for the opportunity that you've given us, Lord. Thank you, Lord God, for evangelism, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God, it's thriving, it's alive, Lord. I pray, God, that you minister Jesus to this place, Lord. God, bind us together, Lord. Help us, God, to accomplish your will tonight, Lord. God, help us to seek after, Lord, something even greater, Lord, uh, God, than what we've had in the past, God. Let us ask, God, uh, even for greater things, Lord God, moving forward, Lord. Uh, I pray, God, that you pour out the Holy Ghost in this place, Lord. I pray, God, that you help us, Lord Jesus, lay aside things, God, that might be on our mind tonight, God, that we can, Lord God, accomplish your will. God, I pray you pour out blessing tonight, Jesus. God, send healing to those, God, that need healed, Lord. Send deliverance, Lord Jesus, to those, God, that need deliverance, God. You know those, Lord God. Lord, I pray tonight, God, that you help them, Lord Jesus. And Lord, you know our hearts tonight, Lord. and God, I pray, Lord, that you bless this service, Lord. God, as we give it to you, Lord, we ask you for your perfect will in the precious name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. 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 Amen. Amen. Give the Lord a good hand of praise tonight. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on. We're not even started yet. Amen. We get to keep this going even till tomorrow. Morning. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for a time of revival, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for a time, God, of worship and praise. Hallelujah. Amen. Turn around, and high five your neighbor, and tell them VBS next week. Vacation Bible School next week. Amen. Amen. There's going to be a bunch of spacey people around here next week. Praise God. Praise God. There's going to be work days. You can be seated Monday and Tuesday. Just want to make a few announcements here. Work days are Monday and Tuesday from 3 o'clock to 7 p.m., so I'm sure that uh, whatever timetable that you've been given, that you'll be able to make it there. Uh, If you're saving items, bring those into the church. I know some folks brought some things in. Uh, Just take them, send them back in the dining room now. Amen. Gabe is officially graduated. Where's he at? Is he? Is he come back in yet? Amen. I know they had to take some stuff home. Gabe is officially graduated. Praise God! I told him. I said it's a short-lived. It's a short-lived celebration because now you're graduated out of school, and uh, you're going to realize how costly life is, Uh, and what you've had at home has been really nice. Amen. So, amen. Thankful for all these. Amen, that come today for his open house. Uh, how many glad to, to be in service tonight? I don't know about you, but all day long, I've been expecting something great. Amen, I've been expecting something great. Last night, I got a call, uh, the old devil trying to work our keyboard. Uh, our keyboard, some of the keys quit working. So we had to, they had to run around here and get, pull up, I think, pull up the one out of retirement that we had back there and got it going, so amen. That just let me know, and all day long this morning, I just felt like, amen, the Lord's going to do something tonight. How many need something? Come on, how many need something from the Lord? Come on, his word is a lamp unto my feet. It is a light unto my path. Come on, I have to hide his word in my heart that I might not sin against the Lord. I want him to know tonight, amen, whatever his will is, amen, that's my will. Let's stand together. We're going to worship the Lord again. We're going to praise Him. We're going to thank Him. You know, it's we say it all the time. This is our time to show the Lord our worship, our praise, how we feel in the worthiness of God. But I woke up early this morning, I was laying there thinking about Esau and Jacob. And it just struck my heart. Esau... He had the birthright. But the Bible says, the King James Version Bible says that Esau despised his birthright. And I was thinking about how, and I've said this before, how it's just such a harsh word, despise. But literally, it just simply means to look down upon. And as I was laying there thinking, I said, Lord, don't ever let me look down upon my heritage I don't ever want to look down on the church. I don't ever want to look down on the things that you're you're doing. Come on, because God's doing something great. Come on, the devil's tried to convince us for a long time now, amen, that the church don't have power. I'm here to let the devil know tonight. I hope you stand with me. Amen. We're going to let the enemy know tonight. Uh, amen. God is still all powerful. He's still almighty. Amen. I never want to look down on anything that God wants to do or God is doing. Uh, amen. I love my birthright. I love my heritage. I'm thankful, Lord, be baptized in Jesus' name and filled with the Holy Ghost. Come on. Let's magnify the Lord.
0: Water you turned into wine open the eyes of the blind. There's no one like
1: you. There's none like you.
0: Into the darkness you shine, and out of the ashes we rise. There's no one like you. There's none like you. our god is greater our god is stronger god you are higher than any other our god is healer awesome and power our god our god water
3: you turned
0: into wine and open the eyes of the blind there's no one like you there's none like you
2: Into the darkness, you shine.
0: And out of the ashes, we rise. There's no one like you.
1: There's none
0: like you.
1: Our God is greater. Our God is stronger. God,
0: you are higher than any other. Our God is healer, awesome and. Is healer? Awesome in power, our God, our God, our God is greater, our Our God God is stronger. God, you are higher than any other. Our God is healer, awesome in power, our God, our God. And if our God is for us, then who could ever stop us? And if our God is with us,
2: Then what can stand against it? If our God is for us, then who could ever stop us? And if our God is with us, then what can stand against it? If our
0: God is for us, then who could ever stop us? And if our God is with us, then what can stand against it? If our God is for us, then who could ever stop us? And if our God is with us, then what can stand against?
1: What stand
0: Our God is greater. Our God is strong.
1: God is for us, then who could ever stop us? And if our God is with us, then what could stand against it? If our God is for us, then who could ever stop us? And if our God is with us, then what could stand against it? And if our God is for us, then who could ever stop us? And if our God is with us, then what could stand against it? If our God is for us, then who
0: could ever stop? us? Awesome, power, our God,
1: our God. Yes, Lord, we believe in you tonight, Jesus. Oh, would you move in this place, Lord? Thank you, Lord. Oh, you should have been there when I prayed through. Church was on fire and the Holy Ghost, too. From the top of my head to the soles of my feet, I felt the spirit moving all over me. You should have been there when I prayed through. Church was on fire and the Holy Ghost too. From the top of my head to the
0: soles of my feet, I felt the spirit moving all over me. There's
1: no doubt I've been redeemed. I've been down to the Jordan stream. I stepped in the water, the water was cold. It chilled my body but now my soul. There's no doubt I've been redeemed. I stepped in the
0: water, the water was cold. It chilled my body, but not my soul. When I think of his
1: goodness and what is he's done
0: for me. When I think of his goodness and how he set me free. I will dance, 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 dance all night, all night. think of his goodness and what is he's done for me. When I think of his goodness and how he set me free I will jump 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 jump, jump, jump all night all night oh when I think, think of his goodness and what is
2: up for me when, when
0: I think I of his goodness and how he set me free I will run 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 all night all night oh when I think of his goodness and what is up for me when I think he set me free. I will shout, 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 shout all night, all night. Hallelujah! Praise
1: Him! Praise, Praise him.
0: him!
1: Praise Him! Praise Praise him. him.
0: Jump jump!
2: the Lord. That's all right. Give him what you can tonight. Come on, give him what you got. Hallelujah. Just when I think about the goodness of the Lord, what he's done for me. Amen. He's been so good to me. Thank you. You could be seated. Amen. Let's old folks be like, I don't know about all night, but at least for five minutes, at least for five minutes, we'll bounce a little bit, kick our leg a little bit. Amen, amen, amen. Ushers, make your way forward. Uh, praise the Lord. We're going to take up our offering tonight. Uh, you give as you can. And, amen, I know that there's some that uh, uh, said there's going to be here. I don't see them yet. I know some are traveling a little bit. Good to see some folks from TPLC there. Is that Sister Brittany? Sister, yeah, yeah, yeah. God bless you guys. Amen. There's an old staple in the church tonight. Amen. He's sitting back there. They call him Grandpa Purdue. I want you to know, Dad, I, I fixed you up with a preacher. I told him, I said, the man's got some some spirits about him. Cast them out of him tonight. Get rid of him. Take care of him. Oh, there you go, see? Amen, amen, amen. Take your offering in your hand tonight. Let's ask the Lord just to bless it. Amen. Brother Thomas, would you pray? Thank you, Jesus. All right. Here you go, brother. There you go. Thank you, amen. Give. Amen. You can. We appreciate that tonight. And uh, I know that uh, you can't outgive the Lord. Again, Vacation Bible School this next week. There'll be no Wednesday night service next Wednesday night. There'll be, uh, amen, all the kids will be. Carrying on in here, I think, what is it, from 6.30 to 8.30, 6.30 to 8.30 each evening, so uh, 9th, 10th, and 11th, amen, GMC coming up here, amen, just in a week or so, so, amen, some great exciting things happening for those of us, amen, that like to be involved in those things. Uh, if you're saving those items, when's the cutoff, just bring them by tomorrow? Yeah. Bring those, bring those tomorrow, if you would, those items that's been listed, if you don't know what that is. See, Sister Michelle, stand with me. We're going to pray. We're going to ask the Lord to have his way. I don't say, you know I don't say this lightly, but uh, I mean this with my heart tonight. I mean, we've got a very powerful man of God with us, amen, and appreciate, appreciate Brother George Hurt and his family, amen, and uh, man, I remember the little fella, was used to be the little fella, not a little fella no more. He, I asked Brother George. I said, uh, "Y'all sing or anything?" He said, so I thought about having me and him, maybe do a special in the morning. We might him him and I may do a special, and, and uh, if 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 it, if you need help being able to relate and get to the church, because we will definitely make things better for you. That's for sure. Amen. How many need something tonight? I mean, I, I know we all need something, but I mean, how many specifically need something? Because I believe God can be very specific. I, I, I believe He can be very specific. And Amen. If you lay your hand on your heart right now just ask the Lord, whatever it is on your heart, I want you to ask, God, show me something. God, I need something. I, I'm not talking about riches. I'm not talking about fame. I'm not talking about things like that. I mean, you need something in your body. You need something from the Lord. I want you to lay your hand on your heart right now. Let's pray. Jesus, Lord, I thank you, Lord God, because your word is true, Lord. Your word is powerful, Lord God, your word still does. Everything, Lord God, that we read about, God, every message, God, that's preached to us, God, we believe, God, is true. Lord, I pray, God, that you use this man of God tonight to speak to our hearts, Lord God. We're excited, God, we come, Lord, with anticipation, Lord God, believing, Lord, God, that you know our needs, Lord. God, and you send your messenger in the precious name of Jesus, we thank you for it. And we praise you for it. Would you put your hands together tonight? Amen. For Brother George Hurt and his family.
3: Amen. Let's give God a great hand, praise. it is an honor to be here um, back in the that apostolic tabernacle. Um, I think it's probably been maybe at least five years or four, four or five years since we've been here. But I thank God for the opportunity to come back. Amen. We give honor to uh, the bishop of this house, Bishop Purdue. All the pastors and ministers and leaders that are here in this church, we give honor to you this evening. Also, we give honor to my friend, uh, my evangelist buddy over there, praise the Lord, Brother Seals and his family as well. Um, I actually flew in from San Francisco. I left last night. I did not get in until this morning. And, um, and for some reason, I thought my iPad was on. I mean, it was off, but I must have kept it on uh, because I've got very little percentage. So because of that, you know, I'm going to preach from the word of God. Uh, but because of that, it's a possibility we might get a, done with this message a little sooner. Hey Amen. No, we're fine. We're fine. We're going We're going to preach from the word anyway, so. I want to go to the book of Corinthians. Corinthians chapter 10. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord. I pray, God, that your will be done in this house. I pray, Lord, that there would be an enlightenment, Lord, that would take place in this house. I pray for deliverance. I pray for breakthrough. I pray for an understanding of the time. In the name of Jesus, I pray, Lord God, that you would bring to light, Lord God, the things that are hidden, Lord. In the name of Jesus, I pray that there would be revelation. I pray, Lord, that there would be understanding. I pray for breakthrough. I pray for deliverance, Lord. I pray, Lord, that you would raise our eyes above the mountain, Lord, that is in front of us, Lord. In the name of Jesus, I pray, Lord, that you would give us wisdom. Help us to walk in the Holy Ghost this evening. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You can be seated. Tastes like breath. Breath. That's fresh. Lord, you probably did that on purpose. (laughs) No, (laughs) it's fine. We're brethren. there's one place in the scripture where it says we be brethren. And because of that, us being brethren, um, the scripture makes a statement It says by this, men will know that you are my disciples because of the love that we have one for another. And I believe that when it comes down to the brotherhood, I believe that there should be a level of, of love, honor, affection. Why? Because the relationship that you have with your brother and sister is not a temporary one. So we live in a society today that wants to make it so that the spiritual relationships in your life are relationships that are somewhat secondary instead of, relationships that should be treated as though they are eternal. Because even when it comes down to it, I was talking to a gentleman, a friend of mine the other day, and they were talking about some things that were even going on even among their family. And there's a place in Scripture where the Bible says that there would even come a time where the mother would divide against the daughter. Father would divide against the son. But Jesus said, a kingdom divided against itself will not stand. I believe that it is the will of God that there will be division in the world, but it's not the will of God that there will ever be division in the church. But understanding that, we understand the order. We understand that Jesus is the firstborn of many brethren. And because of that, we honor each other, we we model ourselves, we pattern ourselves not just after the apostles, but we pattern ourselves after Christ. Paul made a statement. He said, follow me as I follow Christ. And I believe that in doing that, that oftentimes people are, you know, I think that their desire oftentimes is to be apostolic. But sometimes you got to understand that the apostles desire was not to be apostolic. The apostles desire was to be just like Jesus Christ. And the reason why I say that is because oftentimes I believe that many of us we redefine what this is and what that is. But can I tell you that Jesus is God and God never changes. He is the same yesterday, today and forevermore. Who he is does not change with time. Who he is remains the same in the good times. He is the same in the bad times. He is the same in every single generation. It doesn't matter what generation rises in this world. God is still the same. Aren't you glad tonight that he's the same God? And because of that, there is that, there's that confidence. There's that, that confidence that you have when it comes down to God, that, that you're not dealing with one that's going to change up on you every single day. He's not, a, he's not a bipolar God. He's not one way today and something different tomorrow. He's not the God that you're like, well, man, I, I don't know what type of God I'm going to get today. He could be having a bad mood. But, but, but we're talking about a God. That changes not. He is stable. He is sound in his mind. He is sound in the spirit. The Bible declares that God is love. He's faithful. The scripture declares him to be true and faithful. But nevertheless, we understand that even in the body of Christ, we are brothers and sisters in the Lord and we have uh, an eternal call. We have an eternal purpose. We are heading in a direction. Paul made a statement. He said, I forget those things that are behind me. He said, I look to those things that are before me. He said, I press towards the mark of the prize of the high calling that is in Jesus Christ. There's a predestination that is found in Christ that many of us are striving after. However, nevertheless, we understand that in order to get there, God puts order within the church. Now, the scripture makes the statement, the Bible says that God calls the apostle, He calls the prophet, the evangelist, the pastor, teacher for the perfecting of the saints and for the work of the ministry. We understand that these offices are put in place for your perfection. They're put in place not only for your perfection, but they're put in the place for your development. But nevertheless, we understand that the kingdoms of this world cannot, they, they have a hard time wrapping their mind around the fact that one day all the kingdoms of this world will become the kingdom of God. So we understand that there was a war that went on in heaven. And the Bible lets us know with this war that went on in heaven, there was a war that broke out between Lucifer and his angels and God and his angels. But we understand in the end who actually wins the war. But now just because the war began in heaven doesn't mean that it ends there. For the scripture lets us know that Jesus made the statement, he said, I beheld Satan, its lightning casting him before the face of the earth. Can I tell every person under the sound of my voice today that many of you are fighting and you don't know why you're fighting. Many of you are under attack and you don't even understand why you're under attack. And I want to talk to you about that tis, this evening. Because, see, the thing is, many of us, we're used to and we are accustomed to kind of having church, and we're accustomed to trying to maintain a certain uh, standard of living, trying to make sure that everything pretty much flows at a certain type of pace every single day. We kind of got our routines and things that kind of function the way that we want them to function. And, and basically, we, we, we if we're not careful, uh, we can... We, we 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 can we can probably miss and, and we could we could probably miss some things and not necessarily be aware that we could be out of the will of God personally in our life until God allows there to be some sort of mishap or disruption in some comfort zone of your life. And in the disruption of your comfort zone it brings you to a place where it's like, Okay, I've gotta find God again. Well, we understand that there was a war that went on in heaven. And you got to understand that just because there's a war that goes on in heaven doesn't mean that there's not a war that goes on in the earth. Can I tell you that the world that is going on in the earth is because of the war that went on in heaven. And just because you and I are here and we had nothing to do with the war that went on in heaven doesn't mean that we're not impacted by the war that went on in heaven. Many of us have to understand that and understand that everything has a beginning, but also everything has an end. And can I tell you, to give you understanding, we're not at the beginning, but we're actually at the end. Now, the Bible makes a statement. It makes a statement. It says, that, um, it says that the prince of this world cometh. And the Bible says, Jesus said, the prince of this world cometh, and he finds nothing in me. Now, many of you under the sound of my voice this evening You're saying, Brother Hurt, you probably have been experiencing strange things. Anybody ever dealt with some strange things? Uh, Have you ever had some strange things happen to you? Some strange things happen to your children. Some strange things happen with your body. Some strange things happen with your mind. Some strange things happen on the job. Some strange things that happen when you're sleeping at night. Some strange visitations. Some strange warfare. And, and, and sometimes we're kind of accustomed to just, you know, shouting and dancing and worshiping and, and kind of navigating our way through life by using those tools. But what happens when things go from strange to stranger? What happens when things move from one dimension to another dimension and now you're beginning to question whether or not, like, God, am I with you or not? God, are you with me or not? God, am I obeying you or not? What have I done wrong? Can I can I tell you that it is not necessarily what you've done wrong, but sometimes it's because of on the you're on the pathway of what's right. See, the pathway of what's right is not paved with a road of comfort and a road of of of, of 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 roses and and, and, and and peaches it's not paved with that but but a role of righteousness is paved with a road of conflict and because of that we, we we come to a place where we understand that strange things begin to happen and and when these strange things begin to happen it's it's challenging for us because We people, by nature, we live off of routine. We're routine people. We like comfort. We establish things in life. Many of us know what we're going to do today because whatever we did today is possibly somewhat what we've done last week, the week before, and the week before that. We kind of have a routine that we have. And as long as that routine is functioning properly for us, and we are able to fit God in that routine, and we're able to be satisfied with what goes on with that routine, then everything is fine. But what happens when conflict begins to arise that your routine is not mature enough to handle the impact that comes with the conflict? What, what do you do when you're dealing with the routine, praise the Lord, and you're dealing with a conflict, the strange things start happening that your routine cannot Discern or handle. What do you mean there comes a time where a person may have to spend more time praying? There's some people, praise the Lord, that when they pray, you pray every single morning. You pray at night. But what happens, praise the Lord, when strange things start happening in such a way that the old habits or the old routine of doing things is not sufficient for the new strange things and the strange seasons that you're stepping into. See, can I talk to you, praise the Lord, about strange things? Can I talk to you this night, praise the Lord, about warfare. Can I talk to you tonight about conflict? Because, see, the issue is that many of us want to live in this fairy tale world, praise the Lord, and we understand that the devil is real. We understand that God is real, but what happens when there is a greater manifestation of the demonic or a greater manifestation of the holy God, praise the Lord, than what you are accustomed to I want to talk to you this evening to let you know, praise the Lord, that there are things that are moving in the earth. Many of you right now, you're saying, Brother Heard, I don't understand. Why is it that I've been under attack lately? See, the thing is, praise God, the Bible makes a statement. It says that the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. Now, as I begin to sit back and I begin to talk, and I begin to talk at the beginning, and begin to talk back and forth about bishops. See, the thing is, what God does is he puts order within the church. He puts order within a body. He puts government within the body. Why? Because you've got to understand that if you're going to walk in order, that must be an establishment of government. So you have to understand that God is bringing order to a disorderly world. God wants to bring order to your disorderly city. God wants to bring order to a disorderly mind. But in order for him to bring that kind of order, he must establish a government within the body to facilitate that order within your own natural life. Why? Because what happens is, for instance, what God ends up doing is God puts a man, he puts a woman of God in your life praise the Lord, to help you to stay on the pathway. What do you mean? They operate, sometimes they operate like the voice or the spokesman for God. What do you mean? Not that you cannot hear from God, but the Bible declares, how should you hear without a preacher? How shall he preach except they be sent? See, the thing is, what happens is, what we're accustomed to, praise the Lord, is hearing word and not necessarily actually doing it. You You know what it's like to, come and you hear a great message on a Sunday or you hear a great message from the evangelist and you're like, my God, that re- that word really, man, that was a powerful word. Oh Man, I really liked how they put that thing together. Uh, I, if you go to oneness Pentecostal churches all over the nation, if you start preaching about the oneness of God and you start preaching about uh, Acts 2.38, my God, they will go and they will go crazy. They'll dance, they'll run, they'll shout, They'll hang from the chandeliers. Why? Because there's some excitement that comes when you hear good preaching. But can I tell you that preaching is not there for your excitement. Preaching is there for your deliverance. Preaching is there for your direction. Preaching is there for your healing. For the scripture says that the word of the Lord is a light unto my feet and a lamp unto my path. So what happens is God puts a spokesman in the earth. Why? Because you cannot see the darkness like that. You cannot see the things. You cannot see the light. You cannot, you, 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 you cannot see God. But one thing you can do is you can hear. You might not be able to see the spirit realm, but you can be impacted by it. You might not be able to see the spirit realm, but you can hear from it. So what God does is God will put a man of God in your life to be the spokesman, praise the Lord, that with his own words, he brings light to a place that is completely dark. You have to understand, praise the Lord, that when the word of God is spoken, it brings enlightenment to a dark world. What do you mean? When you hear the word of God being spoken in your life, immediately there's a light that turns on in your spirit that says, ah, I understand, ah, there's some direction, ah, this is what I'm going through, ah, that's what I'm dealing with. Many of you probably would be frustrated until you came to the house of God and you got a word from God and the word shed light on the dark thing that was going on in your world and now you've got an understanding. Why? Because you have received a word From God, Can I tell you, praise the Lord, that God doesn't just want to illuminate where you're at, but he wants to give you direction for where you're going. But you're not going to get there until you apply the direction that he has applied to you in your life. What do you mean? After you have heard the word, you've got to do it. If you do what's being preached, you will walk in this marvelous light. Because you got to understand that the light, praise the Lord, is a marvelous thing. The light, praise the Lord, it is a marvelous thing. The light, praise the Lord, is a marvelous thing, especially when all you've done is live in darkness. And the Bible lets us know, praise God, that what has occurred is that it says that in the end time, the enemy would understand that his time would run short. He understands the time, but oftentimes we don't. Or we may be aware or we have heard, praise the Lord, of the times, but the awareness of it within our spirit, praise the Lord, hasn't really turned on yet. What do you mean? It's like having light or it's like having power being the, having power running from that power line out there to this building right here. But if you don't turn the switch on, praise the Lord, you can have all kind of power in the facility. But if you don't turn the switch on, there's no light. You'll still be dark with power. You can have power, and you can be, have power, and still walk in darkness. Can I tell you, church, that God doesn't just want to fill you with power, but God wants to illuminate your pathway, that you can have clear direction in a dark hour. It's said that there shall be light in the evening time, but what happens when you? have become comfortable, because what is it? We we become comfortable, you know? Sometimes people buy, they get a the car that works for them. Why? It's comfortable. They they, they go to a a, a hairdresser that, 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 that works for them. Why? Because they're comfortable. You get a good barber, you, you're probably not going to go bounce from one barber to the next barber. Why? Because you find something that's comfortable for you. You know, many of you, when you go home, you probably have that one part of the couch that you sit on or that one chair that you sit at or or, or, or that go-to spice that, that, that works for you, praise the Lord, on all of your food. When my wife gets ready to eat, she's going to pull out the salt. It works for her, praise the Lord. She loves salt. It's something that's comfortable for her. She puts salt on food and she had not even tasted it. You know why? Because it's comfortable for it. It's what works. It's like it's like you it makes you feel like you've got to have it. Well, what happens? Praise the Lord when things begin to change in some way. Praise the Lord that it begins to conflict with your routine. What happens? Praise the Lord that when something is normally there, it's no longer there. If I get into an argument at my home, sometimes I might put something there and I can leave it there. Pastor Purdue for five weeks. I could leave a sheet of paper on, the, on, on, on something, or I put a key on, on a countertop somewhere. I leave it there for five weeks. And seven weeks later on down the road, I come back, I'll be like, hey, uh, I, I can't find that key. My wife be like, well, I, I got rid of it. I put it up somewhere. I, I, I'm trying to figure out where it's at. But, but, but what happened is my, 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 my routine, something that I put in place, something that I had established had been removed. Can I tell you, church, there are things that you have established in this world, praise the Lord, that's being moved, that's being shaken. And some things ain't being shaken by the devil. Some things are being shaken by God. And I would even go as far to say that even in the United States of America, praise the Lord, some of what's going on is not a shaking of the devil. Some of it's going on is a shaking of God. Some of the stuff that's being shook up in the church is not a shaking of the devil. Some things that's being shook up in the church is a shaking of God. And the reason being is because God... Is coming back for a people that are not complacent, but he's coming back for a people that are ready. He's coming back for a people that have an expectation. He's coming back for a people that are looking for him. You know, it's like you ever, you know, today I, had to, you know, I like I said, my son, uh, he went to a camp the other day, and and they came in town and. And I, me and my wife, we flew in this morning. I was too tired. I didn't feel like going to the church to pick them up from where they were dropping all the kids off from the camp meeting. So I called an Uber. I called an Uber. And I, and I called, you know, the pastor. And I told him, I said, hey, you know, tell my son that the Uber is going to be some girl named Sally. She'll be pulling up in a in, in a white uh, Kia Optima. And uh, make sure that he's sitting up under the awning. Why? Because when it's time to be picked up, you need to be ready. Nobody wants to pick somebody up that ain't looking for them. Come on, somebody. You ever had somebody, they they, they tell you, uh, come pick them up, and then you pull up to the house, and you honk in the horn, and, 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 and you... Maybe I was the only church bus driver, praise the Lord. You ever had to pick somebody up for church, praise the Lord, and you're like, hey, I'll be there at 7 o'clock, and you pull up, and they're not even ready. They, or they start sending children out one child at a time to try to buy time. You know how you Pentecostals are. They do stuff like that. Well, the thing is, no one wants to come for someone that's not looking for them. You know, it's like a wedding day, praise the Lord. It's like a wedding day. It's like a woman knowing good and well she's getting ready to get married, but she does nothing to prepare herself. It's like, didn't you know that your bridegroom was coming? Didn't you know? I mean, you should have had your your, your hair taken care of a long time ago. If you couldn't fit into the dress, you should have been trying to work that thing out a long time ago. Maybe you should have went to Lane Bryant. Instead of hoping, but, but, but sometimes, praise the Lord, and if you shop at Lane Bryant, but listen, more power to you. Both my mamas shopped at Lane Bryant, so, you know, I ain't mad at you. You got to do what you got to do. I'd rather you shop at Lane Bryant than you'd be trying to shop at the Rainbow. Because when you fit for Lane Brian and you're trying to go to the rainbow, it just, it just, let me move forward. Strange things. <laughs> Strange things. But nevertheless, the enemy understands time. Why? Because he was created in time by an eternal God. He has a beginning. He has an end. Before you were here, an enemy was here. The enemy, the Bible declares that Jesus said, I beheld Satan as lightning casting him before the face of the earth. Do you understand that before God God formed Adam from the dust of the earth. Satan watched it. Satan was completely aware. Satan watched God do some strange things. He didn't understand it. He he thought that when he made his decision to vacate heaven and to take a third of the angels with him, he was under the impression that that was it. But he didn't understand that God had something in the foundation. That the very place that he was cast to, there was something that was in the foundation before he put him there. So that while God is sitting here forming Adam out of the dust of the earth, he's not forming Adam out of the dust of the earth just to be doing something random. But he's forming him out of the dust of the earth because he has already placed something within the foundation. Adam was born because of what was in the foundation. What do you mean? Your mistake and your failure, God was fully aware of. He put it in the, the, and because of that, he placed something in the foundation so that the foundation would always overrule what takes place in your life personally. What do you mean? The latter end is going to be greater than your beginning. But what happens? What happens when God starts allowing there to be disruption? See, the adversary understands the frustration that comes with disruption. Scripture declares that the prince and the power of the world would have known who Jesus was. They never would have crucified him. However, Peter, when they asked Peter, who do you say that I am? He said, thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. How is it that a temporary being, one that is born of the flesh, has revelation The one that came here last has more revelation than the one that came here first. Listen, the devil might have information, but God wants to give you revelation. But if you're going to keep the revelation flowing, praise the Lord, you've got to do something with what you've been given. The reason why Peter was able to answer the question the right way was because he was in constant communication and constant relationship so God could trust him with revelation. Why? Because he could trust him with relationship. Can I tell you, church, that God wants to give you relationship, not just give you re- revelation. Because what's happening is that things are shifting. The Bible says, it says at the end, the end time, the enemy would try to wear out the saints. Some of you right now, you're frustrated. Some of you right now, you're being worn out. The Bible declares, be not weary and wear well-doing. But the Bible says at the same time, he would try to wear you out. Has anybody ever been under pressure before? Can I tell you, church, that the pressure is not going to dwindle down. The pressure is going to only increase over time. I'm going to say it again. The pressure is not going to dwindle down. The pressure is only going to increase over time. You, your go-to cannot be, well, if if your go-to every single time you make a mistake or every single time you're dealing with this level of frustration or every time something strange happens in your life, you start saying, well, I'm not going to make it or I guess I'm just going to give up or I'm just, I'm going to quit or I guess I'm going to fail or I guess I can't do it anymore. Or, I guess I might as well just hang it up. No, that cannot be your Operation that cannot be your mode of defense. There has to be something in you that says, He who hath begun a good work in me shall perform it unto the day of Jesus Christ. The Lord is my light, my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is a strength of my you've got to quote what the Lord has spoken. Don't quote words of defeat. Quote words of deliverance. Why? Because your deliverance is not going to come by what the enemy doesn't do. Your deliverance is going to come by what the Lord is going to do. He said, my word will go forth. It will not return back void, but it will accomplish what it is set out to do. Strange thing. Make you have strange feelings. Strange things can bring about strange arguments. Strange things that make you have strange feelings. But can I tell you, God changes. I want to tell you how to make it in this hour. Not just how to recognize the hour but how you're going to make it in this hour. Turn to someone so you can make it. Turn to somebody else and say we're going to make it. Turn to somebody else and say we're going to make some adjustments but we're going to make it. Turn to somebody else and say we might lose the ship but none of the lies are going to be lost. See, the thing is, if, you, if the ship means more to you than the people that are on it, then you'll lose everyone on the ship. But what preserved Peter, what preserved Paul when Urochiladon came was that he was able to convince the men that the ship was meaningless. What do you mean, brother Hurd? I'm saying that somewhere along the line, in dealing with strange things in this atmosphere, in this hour, you cannot be you cannot be afraid to lose temporary things. I mean, if you lose your house, you lose it. If you lose your job, you lose it. If you lose your car, you lose it. If 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 you if, if you if 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 you, you know you know when they when God starts blessing them with a few things, they, oh look at me saints, I'm just getting ready to show it off. You know you want to show the world everything you got and and, and and you're proud of what you've got because God's blessed you with it. But can I tell you the Lord giveth? And he also he takes it away. But just because he takes it away doesn't mean that he's taken himself away from you. See, strange things will make you have strange feelings. But one of the things that you're going to have to have, you've got to have joy. You've got to have The joy of the Lord, not the joy of the world, not the joy of your children, not the joy of your grandbabies, but the joy of the Lord. Because can I tell you, everything in your life can be compromised, but the joy of the Lord, that's where strength lies. The Bible says that the joy of the Lord is your strength. If the enemy is going to be successful, in wearing out the saints of the Most High, it is only because he was able to strip them of their joy. Church, can I tell you that we are not people that only have hope in this world? Because if that's the case, then we would be like most men, most miserable, most wretched. But can I tell you that we've got a hope that's beyond this world? We're only going to be here temporary. This world's not our home. We're going to a city whose builder and maker is God. You've got to have some depth with your joy. shallow joy. You're to have something that's deep. Something that says, you know what? I know you're getting ready to come for it. You can have it. You can have it. You can, you can have it. I, I know that you're devising things. The Bible makes a statement that says, he that seeks to save his life shall lose it. For those that are willing to lose this life for their sake, for his sake, you'll find it. There's another place in the scripture that they counted not their life, they loved not their life, even unto death. That's strange, ain't it? But sometimes strange things calls for strange measures. The Bible says, on some occasions, don't even think it's strange that some of these things are coming against you. See, the thing is, many of us are overwhelmed. Why? Because there's a shift in the spirit. And right now, what's happening is you've got some things that are kind of coming down the pipe. It has nothing to do with your grandbabies has nothing to do with your husband has nothing to do with your wife has nothing to do with your pastor has nothing to do with your church has nothing has everything to do with the spirit the spiritual realm there's a lot of things that are transpiring in the spirit And you're seeing the reflection in the natural. But just because it's impacting natural things doesn't mean that you don't have the authority to impact spiritual things. I'm going to say that one time. Just Just because it's impacting natural things in your life doesn't mean that God hasn't given you the power to make an impact on spiritual things. You've got this treasure in earthen vessels. It's, you're making an impact. Yes, it's costing you something natural. It's costing you some pain. It's costing you maybe a little bit of nights of stand up and praying, or maybe pushing your plate back and doing a little bit of fasting. And yes, it might be costing you some friends and some relationships. But there's something happening in the spirit. You're making an even greater impact in the spirit than what the enemy could be making in the natural. Before you quit, make a choice to choose who you're going to serve. Before you quit, begin to take a look at what is going on in the spirit realm. Before you throw in the towel, take a look at what impact you're making in the spirit. Do you understand that there was power that was manifested in the spirit because of the suffering that was taking place with Christ and the natural? Don't despise the suffering. Don't despise the strange things. Embrace it. Why? Because there's something great that's going to happen on the other side. There's something mighty that's going to move on the other side. There's something that's moving. There's something that's shaking. There's something that's breaking. What do you mean, brother? Hurt? We cannot afford. You, you, you ever, you ever, you ever wanted to be mad? The pastor's never mad. He's always happy. Every time I see him, he's always happy. His wife probably never seen him mad before. He's always happy. <laughs> always happy. But nevertheless, sometimes you ever just wanted, you ever had something going on? <laughs> you ever had something. You felt like you had every right to be angry. I'm going to be angry. The Bible says there's a season for everything. This ain't the season to be blessed. This is the season to be angry. I'm going to soak in the whole season. Anybody ever said, I'm going to take, take good advantage? You know, They don't take advantage of the season of forgiving people. They take advantage of the season of being angry with people. I'm telling you how to not be overcome in a strange time. Because the Bible declares in the last days, many shall be offended. Offense is an end time spirit. You ever had something going on, and you're like, "No, buddy, leave me alone. I'm mad right now." You're like, "Brother, come on, let's just you, come on. Let's let's go to an altar. Let's no, 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 no. We we can we can. I ain't c- coming to no altar unless there's a pallbearer bringing some people to an altar." You ever you ever just made up in your mind that you're just gonna be mad somebody did you wrong on the job you heed it you know you heated you're bitter and you, you 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 try to hold on to the problem you know we say things like was the the scripture people quote they say don't let the sun go down before your wrath They're going to be like, it happened about, you know, 6 (laughs) a.m. It's the summertime in the middle of July. I'm going to hold on to this day. That's where the trap is. You got to drop it like a hot potato. As soon as that thing get a hold of you, you got to let that thing go. Soon as an offense get a hold, you got to be quick to let it go and quick to hold on to the horns of the altar. My hands are only meant to hold the things that belong to God my hands are meant to lift up the name of the Lord, to worship the Lord. I'm supposed to lift up clean hands before the Lord, not hold alts, not hold frustration, not hold bitterness, not hold these things in my heart. Why? Because if I do that, you'll be overtaking. For the Bible declares, it makes a statement. Now, how is it? The scripture says that we wrestle not against flesh and blood. But the person that came up and did you wrong, they wasn't the devil. Might look like one, might act like one. You know, Lucifer didn't break into your house and steal your TV. Somebody named Leroy Leroy did it. Hopefully, ain't no Leroy's in here. Y'all got Leroy? Oh, Lord. he have been delivered since. If you're Leroy, raise your hand. You ain't in here today. Good. Praise God. Not Leroy. Tyrone. Tyrone. Not Leroy. (laughs) You Tyrone. You Tyrone? You the first white Tyrone I've ever met in my life. I ain't never met no white Tyrone, man. That's what I'm talking about, man. Your parents was cool, man. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> but no, <laughs> you ever had you wanted to hold on? Listen, in this hour, you have to hold on to what the Lord has spoken more than you hold on to something that people have done or what people are going to do or what people can do. Because redemption is going to come through what the Lord has spoken. The Bible declares, guard your hearts with all diligence. Now, if I'm sitting The scripture tells me to lay aside every weight and sin that easily besets me. I, I got to let some stuff go. That means we've got to be quick to forgive in this hour. Forgiveness from Christ, Christ forgiving us is what's going to help us get out of this world. But forgiving people quickly will help us to keep this stuff that is in this world out of us. What do you mean? Peter, Jesus made the statement. He said, the prince comes and he finds nothing in me. Listen, church. I'm going to make a statement. But I'm only making it, I'm only making it because I love you, I love the body of Christ. but I want to be I, I have to be honest with you. You cannot allow your heart to be entangled with temporary offenses, even the things that even come with this nation, whether it's political, whether it's black or white, whether it is Democrat or Republican, whether it's United States or China, whether it's Biden or Trump. Church, we have to determine who we're going to serve. We cannot allow our hearts are people will be like, man, my, I, 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 I've got family that shed blood. The blood of Christ that was shed is far greater than the blood of America that's been shed. Why am I saying this? It's because the scripture says in the last days, nations shall rise against nations. Kingdoms are going to rise against kingdoms. But I promise you, not many days from now, you're going to see conflict come to the church. You're going to see conflict come to the church. It's going to almost be like a civil war among the saints. It will. It will. Tra- it will go through different organizations. It will go through independent groups. It'll go into different congregations. And the issue will be a fence. The war, the world will create a war and the church will embrace it. And the church will use that war to fight one another. Why? Because a kingdom divided against itself cannot stand. Church, We're living in strange times. The enemy will be so cunning that not only will it divide churches, it will divide families. It will divide families. Your loyalty has to be to what's written. The Bible says this. We already get out of here. It says, For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. Whenever you take on a spiritual war in the flesh, you're bound for destruction. you respond in the flesh for something that is responsible in the spirit, you're going to die spiritually. We have to be wise as serpents, harmless as doves. He says, for the weapons of our warfare are not but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God, bringing in the captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ, having in readiness to revenge all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. Church, to get your mind back. You can't be the person to sit back and say, all right, I'm getting ready. The deception and the destruction that's involved in meditating on things that are destructive will kill you dead. Let the words of our mouth and the meditations of our heart be acceptable. Listen, I'm telling you, we have to observe the biblical fundamental principles that were given to us when you were in Sunday school. Why? Because, listen, the issue is that the enemy is not trying to get you to go back to alcohol. He's not trying to get you to go on drugs. He's not trying to get you to go back to where you come from. He just don't want you to enter in to what God has for you. We've got to enter into the straight gate. I'm telling you, we can do it. So what we have to do is we've got to learn how to say we're sorry. We've got to learn how to say, you know what, I forgive. Because a person that's easily forgiving... And the easily to acknowledge their mistakes, the joy and the peace that they'll walk with is far greater than the person that has a hard time letting stuff go. Would you lift your hands up towards heaven? Oh God. Come on, that's it in the name of Jesus, Lord. I want I want your will to be done in our life, God. Come on, that's it in the name of Jesus. I know you're under attack. I know you're under the attack, but you got to stay under the blood it's possible to be under attack and to be under the blood at the same time. Just because you're under the blood doesn't mean that it keeps you from the attack. But being under the blood can keep the attack from entering in and setting up shop in you. Come on. Come on. Take, fl- take flesh off of that spirit. Come on. Take blood off of that spirit. The weapons of your warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty through God. To the pulling down of strongholds. Come on. You're getting ready to take your imagination back. Come on. Some of you are vexed in your mind. You're vexing your spirit by all kinds. Of evil, wicked imaginations to the place where the enemy is tormenting you with fear and tormenting you with confusion and tormenting you with perversion. And listen, it's happening to everybody. Everybody is being under attack. Anybody's trying to live for God, they're under attack right now. And what I've come to do is I just come to bring, serve you notice that don't count it some strange thing. Come on that these things are happening to you. Come on. Come on. It's not that you're out of the will of God. We're all being hit. Come on. Come on. But greater is he that is in you than he that's in the world. In the name of Jesus, you're going to rise up a little higher. Come on. Come on. Maybe you're going to push your plate back. Come on, but there's some basic fundamental things you're going to do. You're going to forgive. You're going to love your brother and sister. Come on, you're, you're going to find a reason to love. You're going to find a reason to have joy. The joy of the Lord is your strength. Come on. Come on, meditating on the wrong thing will kill your strength and it'll make you grow weary. But meditating on the right thing It'll restore the joy of your salvation. David made a statement. He said, Lord, restore to me the joy of my salvation. Come on. If you've lost it, God can restore it. It's your responsibility to keep your joy. But listen, along the way,